0: Baby Myths Busted, a practical guide to giving your child the best start in life.
1: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Baby Myths Busted. I'm Jackie. This is Simon. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Simon. Today, I'm very excited as we get to talk about equipment and it's one of Simon's biggest bugbears. And I suppose today we get to share with you all the rules that I was under when we had our babies and it made it difficult compared to other mums who had all this equipment and it made it so easy for them to feed their baby and put their baby to sleep. I wasn't allowed anything. So back to caveman days, I was. So Simon, as I said, I know firsthand that you're not a fan of all the equipment that they have around for babies these days. Today, we're going to list some and address what your issues are with them that um, exist. <laughs> yeah. So, generally, before we go into specific equipment, what is it with equipment that you disapprove of?
0: Because it's cheating. Okay. Just very simply. Yeah, right. And it's teaching our kids to hold themselves in postures one that they're not probably not ready for yet. And therefore, yep. they develop a bad pattern off the top of that. Yeah. And then you just spend your money seeing people like me for the rest of their lives because they've got some type of pain or issue or what, they keep on getting injured, something like that. Yeah. Easiest way to save yourself some money as your kids develop is just don't buy equipment in the first place and then let them develop themselves from the floor.
1: Well, I must say I was looking through an online catalogue of a major retailer we have here and they had a huge amount of equipment and some of it cost hundreds of dollars and I know it's things that you disapprove of, so you could definitely save yourself some money by not buying anything like this.
0: We—I know our firstborn. He—we used to have a crawling ball.
1: A crawling ball. Oh yeah, yeah. And he just
0: had this ball that he really liked, and that was the thing that motivated him to crawl. So we just to roll a ball and he would just crawl after the ball. <laughs> yeah. So who needs anything? It was just some old nothing ball that we just found around yeah. the house. That was it. It's like, just that it rolled across the floor. You don't need to spend X amount of dollars on the latest equipment to try and help your child develop. Yeah. Because it's rubbish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very costly. And I think it's about convenience for the parent as well. And so parents love it, think it's great because I can stick my kid in this while I cook dinner and blah, 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 and it makes it easier for me. But really, you have a child to have a child. Your whole life is about that child now, not about how convenient you can make it for yourself. So forget the convenience and forget the equipment if that's might what be, you're getting might it for. might be
0: convenient in the short term. It's going to be very inconvenient for the entire family. Yeah, you want term. to get
1: some good uh, private health cover with high-level physio on that. or Yeah, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. So, I remember someone gave us a present for our firstborn, and it was one of those activity centres, and it was on wheels. And the first thing Simon did was rip the wheels off, and the second thing Simon did was rip the legs off. So... He had an activity centre, but it was given to him when by Simon when he was big enough or old enough to prop himself up on his belly and he could look down at it and then reach towards the thing and play with it. Until that point, he wasn't allowed it. <laughs> Until he could stand by himself or when he was ready to pull himself up, he wasn't allowed to have it on the legs, but then eventually Simon allowed the legs to go on. Never did it have its wheels on, though. So talk me through that process.
0: Well, my number one rule with enabling your child to develop appropriately is to never put your child in a position that they cannot get into themselves. And these pieces of equipment put your child into a position that usually they are not ready to be able to hold themselves in.
1: Yeah. So typically if someone gave someone else the same like activity centre thing, It'd have legs on and it'd maybe have wheels on and people, parents would pick their kids up and stand them up at this activity through and encourage them to play around and whatever. But the baby's not standing yet. It's not old enough. It's four months old or whatever. So that's putting them in a position they're not able to get into naturally. Yep. Yeah. And so that's creating poor habits, right?
0: Yeah. From a postural sense, but also I think the biggest thing out of that, probably the easiest thing to look at or see, look for is that there's a reflex called your plantar reflex, which is a reflex on the bottom of your foot. And that reflex is still strong at least up until eight to nine months of age in most people. And if you, this reflex basically makes you point your toes. Yep. So if you're stimulating this reflex all the time by having your child stand before they can transition to standing by themselves, then you are tempting fate by making this reflex really strong and not fade away, which it should. And so if it doesn't fade away, this primitive reflex, then that's when you have the children who walk on their toes.
1: Ah, really? That's interesting. Okay, so it's supposed to fade, but if you can possibly encourage it to stick around. Absolutely. Wow, okay. That's pretty big. Now, the wheelie walkers then. So I'm... Busy cooking dinner. I want my kid to stay where I can see him, but I want him to be entertained. He's not entertained enough if he's on his belly on in on the kitchen floor because I'm where I am. So I put him in a wheelie walker. So that's, he's probably not going to be able to touch the floor properly, right?
0: Was this like the sitting ones?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like an activity center, Maybe but they're sitting. kind of in, yeah, some, like like pants, essentially, yep. and their feet are off the ground. Maybe their tippy toes can touch the ground.
0: Yeah. So if your kid can't sit that sit yet, then definitely never, ever would you do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, it's not only they're not standing yet, they're not sitting yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sitting's a really divisive thing, I think, for me to talk about, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about in depth in a single episode. We but definitely will. Sitting is a developmental position that is a lot later than people think. I mean, it's not something we have to train. Yeah, but sitting in something like that when their where their thighs aren't really supported, yeah, makes it harder, especially if your child's nervous system is not as robust as say the sixty to seventy percent of kids who can just do whatever to and they'll be fine. Yeah, if it's not robust enough, the problem is the angle that's developed at their hips. Yeah, so as you develop. As you more on your feet and you're starting to run around and walk and whatever else, jump, the angle of your hip gets smaller, right? So you should be able to bear more weight through it. Instead of it just being a straight up and down angle, it starts to bend a little bit and that makes the, gives you strength in your hip. It also deepens the socket in your hip as much as possible and makes it nice and round. It also makes the ball of your hip nice and round so it sits nicely in the socket, but if you're not doing that and you're allowing these children to bear weight into these hips that haven't had a chance to form nicely, then the the deepness of the socket and the smoothness of the ball or the smoothness of the socket or the angle just doesn't develop properly. And that's when you have these kids that pigeon toe or oh. anything like that where there's some type of lack of control in their hip.
1: Really? Okay. Well, and I mean it's the kids that can't sit and can't stand that are getting put in this equipment because the only thing they can do is lay on the ground. And so to keep them happy we put them in things like this. So they can see us and they can interact with us and they've got a they're surrounded by their activity centre of bright things that make noises and roll around. So it's the younger ones that are really the ones getting put in this type of equipment. And so is that the same with jolly jumpers and Like jumperoos, I think they're similar. They're just like the jolly jumpers are attached essentially to the ceiling or to a frame and they're in like a bungee and they're jumping up and down off the floor or not even really touching the floor. And then jumperoos are like a mini version. I think it is a bit more like a like a mini swing, I suppose, or an activity center. But there's like a little trampoline underneath and they can jump up and down in this. Bungee seat.
0: But like the two things we just spoke about, that plantar reflex and the formation of the hip, both are sacrificed with those and they should be banned. But (laughs) anyway, that's that's one opinion of a physiotherapist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, so play gyms we covered when we were talking about rolling. So those little arch rainbow things with toys hanging from them, they're actually acceptable. Okay, so flat mat with the arches over the top with your toys hanging down, nothing fancy, just no extra cushions, no extra supports, no whatever. They're acceptable.
0: Yep, absolutely. They're really important.
1: Well, th- they can be quite cheap too. So, what, well, that's 30 bucks. Here's a big one for you carriers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, what are they like? The, the carriers where they're at the front and you sort of Velcro them in, and the babies are often facing out. With their arms hanging down, their legs hanging down, or they're facing in with their head to the side, their arms out to the sides, and their hips way open, because they're not going to be able to fit around your chest and your belly. Mm-hmm. Tell me about carriers.
0: Don't like them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs>
0: I don't like them because of most of the time, whenever I see a child in a carrier, they're in the most horrendous postural position. Yeah. And I just can't look at it. Okay. Uh, it might be great for as a dad to get out and go for a walk with your child and you strap them on the front of you looking out so they can see everything, but it's just horrendous for their development. So just don't do it.
1: Because of the hip positioning again?
0: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a big one. But then if they're up against you, they're going to be arching their back in that position. You know, uh. just you, Everything that you're hopefully doing well at home to help them develop and these good patterns is then getting disrupted by spending time in these things.
1: Yeah, okay. So I remember talking to a friend who said she loved the carrier because she could put the baby in the carrier and she'd be able to go around the house and do the washing and do all the housework and this, that and the other and the baby would be with her but she wouldn't have to carry it. So no, no good? No. No, okay. What did, what did you do? So I either did some housework when babies were sleeping or I (laughs) let it go a little bit, or I put the baby on a rug on the ground in the room that I was working in and moved the baby with me everywhere I went. Brought a play gym in, brought some toys in, and the baby was just in the corner while I did the housework.
0: But what's the other thing you used occasionally?
1: I carried the baby. What did you make? What did I make? I made a sling.
0: You made a sling.
1: I did. I must say I didn't. Love it. I know some people do love it. And I think if you can get it to work for you, then it would be really good. And I I understand why they would be beneficial because the baby's so close to the mother and you can easily do a breastfeed. It can sleep in that position, right?
0: Absolutely. There is no load or stress or whatever going through different parts of the body that shouldn't be already be able to load it or be stressed in a sling. Yeah. Because the body the the baby's body is fully cocooned. Yeah. By some material that is holding them up.
1: Yes. I did love the idea. I did use it a bit, but I struggled with Ollie because he was premature. He was so tiny. I just really struggled to feel like he was in a good position, like a safe position and I could see him. I don't know. I, I just struggled to
0: wrap it appropriately. Yeah, if you find a good one, I would use it to death.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would try a sling again, that's for sure. Because um, that
0: is, if you want to carry your child on you, that is, from my perspective, your only option.
1: Which is okay to do, right? Carry your child on you. Absolutely. That's what they used to do back the
0: day. Great bonding experience. Day. Yeah. Absolutely. Breastfeed
1: on demand, sleep close to you, whatever, that's all fine too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would try it again, definitely. I never did a carrier; I wasn't allowed, obviously, for good reason. And what about in a capsule? You put them in a capsule to put them in a car. What if they fall asleep in the capsule? Do you bring them out in the capsule, let them sleep in the capsule for a couple of hours? I don't know, feed them in the capsule, let them sit and play in the capsule. Is that too much time? Should you you limit it?
0: You just don't want to have them spending too much time in the capsule. So do you use
1: a capsule as... A mode of transport and in the car? Mm-hmm. And if you're home and they're awake, get them out?
0: Yeah, ideally. Yeah, okay. But if if your child's gone to sleep in the car and you want to keep them in the capsule to the end of their sleep, that's cool. Okay. Because at least they're reclined and they're fully supported. Their okay. entire body weight is supported in there. Okay, Their yep. thighs, their hips, their back, their head. Yeah. Everything's supported there, so that's okay. And it's supported at an angle which... Should be okay for short periods of time. Yeah, yeah. And that's capsules that are about a forty-five degree angle. And before your child ever sits, that is as far upright as you should put your child.
1: Yeah. Okay. So no carriers. Just don't even bother getting one.
0: Don't bother getting one.
1: Carry your baby in your arms.
0: Why not? Put Why it in a pram. In a pram,
1: we had a one of those bassinet add ons, so it was flat a flat mattress that the baby could lay on belly, back, side, whatever could be awake, could be asleep, could play in there, whatever. Carry around a rug, put the baby on the floor, and if you're out going for a walk or something, put it in a pram, don't yep. put it in a carrier.
0: Yep, correct. Yep. If, right. you, if you're going out if you're going out somewhere and you don't want to take the pram because it's gonna be too bulky, then figure out a sling because or yeah. you just carry them in your arms because that is yeah. your and only I suppose real safe option.
1: If you've got multiple children as well, get a sling so you've got that baby on you, you can feed it on the run, whatever. And you've got and hands you can for still, your children. Yeah, hands hands for your other kids. All right, so not buying a carry will save you about three hundred bucks. It's good. Those swings that are like on a frame. I have to talk Simon through all of this stuff because he doesn't, we never had it, so he he probably,
0: yeah. I'm very good at picturing things. Either. <laughs> Jackie's trying to do these flying hand hands. Yeah.
1: So you've got a frame and then you've got a swing that's sort of in the shape of a capsule but flatter, I guess, and mm-hmm. they're swinging and it's playing music and it puts them to sleep.
0: Yep, that's okay.
1: Okay. D- do you want them to do all their sleeping in there though? No. Because it's not flat?
0: Yeah, correct. But like, if your baby's really struggling to sleep for a period of time, and that's the only way they get to sleep, sleep is way more important than anything else. So yeah, that's true. Just let them sleep. Okay. Yeah,
1: and it's not the worst position in the world. No. If they fall asleep in a carrier and their head sort of is on their shoulder and their legs are hanging down in that horrible hip position, then that's not good. Get them out and put them in their bed.
0: Yeah, or be out, or change their position in the carrier so they're not like that.
1: Yeah, okay. How do you even do that?
0: You might get a roll up tail and prop their head so their head's nice and straight or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, be. okay. But just burn your carrier.
1: Yeah, okay. Good. All right. So swings are okay for a period of time. Capsules are okay for a period of time. So carriers, no. Slings, yes. Bumbos, high chairs, I know you hate these. Mm hmm. High chairs, obviously, yes, when they can sit themselves. Correct. But do not strap them into a high chair when they're not already sitting by themselves. Correct. Go on.
0: So I think we're talking about, we might talk about this next episode too, in terms of introducing your baby to solids. Yeah, yeah. But no baby should be sitting upright when you slowly introduce them to the solids because no baby will really be be able to transition into sitting by themselves. You need to come up with an alternative.
1: And so generally you're not going to introduce solids till six months. They're not going to be able to sit by six months, right? Correct. So you don't need to have a high chair on your list of things to get for the baby shower because they're going to be at least six, well, however many, nine months old is it when they're generally? Eight Eight?
0: to ten months.
1: So you've got a long period of time before you even think of buying a high
0: chair. Unless Um, your high chair reclines.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I've seen some of those.
0: Some do recline.
1: That's a great idea. Hmm. We used one of those $30 old school like crochet things. I think they're called it. Yeah. They're called something. I saw it the other day. But that was really good. That's a good position for them.
0: Yeah. So they're, they're not flat. They're not upright. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And it works.
1: Yeah. Okay. And bumbos. Bumbos. They're those little things, I don't know, made of foam usually. Or you can get plastic ones where you sit your baby on top of the table and I think you strap them in and they're sort of squashed into this little, I don't know, thing that envelopes their butt and their legs and some of them have a little table on top.
0: Yeah, so bumbo's got taken off the market there for a little while. Oh, did they? Yeah, and I did a little celebration to myself. Wow. Um, they got taken off because they were deemed unsafe because babies were falling out of them. And injuring oh. themselves, so parents would be putting them on the kitchen bench and yeah, these yeah. babies would be falling out of them and falling onto the floor.
1: Wow, I bet you they brought the them back in because they put else. straps or a table they on top. They put a strap
0: around it. Yeah, great. To stop that. So it's so safer to, to stop the in. babies
1: from falling, but it's not safe for your development.
0: Well, it's not safe at all still. Babies can still fall out of it even with the straps there.
1: That's true. the bumbo can just go with them. Yeah. Because I think they're quite light, made of plastic or foam.
0: Yeah, if your baby's big enough but it doesn't have the ability to support themselves in that position yep. there, you'll take, they'll take the bumbo with it. Yeah, okay. Beyond that, beyond the safety concerns, you're putting your child in a position that it can't control. Yeah. You're trying to get them to sit. Yeah. Um, the bumbo puts them in a position that makes it easier for them to do it. Yeah. So it tilts their pelvis underneath them. To kind of lock them into this like C shaped posture. Yeah. And if you want to be telling your kids, sit, sit up straight, pull your shoulders back, stand up tall for the rest of their lives, yep. throw, throw them in a bumbo, go for your life. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the least you worry to tell you the truth about a bumbo, but has so many negative implications for. Well,
1: and again, people are putting their babies in these things because they can't sit up by themselves. So it's really whack how that's working.
0: But it's just, like, yeah, because you want your child to be happy and interactive with you and whatever else. But, like, unfortunately, that's not something you should ever consider thinking about doing.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, so those little timey-time cushions and things like that we spoke about there, we do not approve of them. They promote poor patterning?
0: Yeah, well, it's just cheating, so. Yeah, cheating, There are other things you can do besides using equipment to make your child get into a cheat position to make them do the things they need to do.
1: Okay, so... Uh, no jolly jumpers, no jumperoos, no wheelie walkers, no activity centers. So, parents might want what then? What can they do?
0: The floor. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cheap toy. Yeah. Maybe not a cheap toy, depends on your floor. But you don't need to go out of your way to buy this fandangle piece of equipment or play center or whatever it is to make your child develop. Yeah. You just need to give it some interaction from you as a parent and have some really simple things that they like the look of and they will develop as it is. You okay. don't need these play centers. They have no idea what they're doing with them anyway. They're just banging on things. It's not motivational.
1: Yeah, just that's true. Just
0: leave it alone.
1: Okay. I suppose you can give them anything to play with and get a container from your from your drawer and give it to them. Yeah, okay. So the floor. They don't need anything else. No, nope, they Some need to learn they need to learn
0: how to get off it. So yeah. if you always drag them up with you, they'll never learn how to do it.
1: So you can change your list of things you want from from people at your baby shower to things like books and muslin wraps. Or a nice um, rug. A nice rug. Some really, well, no clothes because they're going to be in the nude, which is what we learned from our rolling podcast episode.
0: Maybe you need to invest <laughs> in like some good air conditioning. As
1: well. <laughs> yeah, some heating. Yeah, okay. Is there any other equipment that you've heard of or come across that is just... Off the planet, or you really don't understand why they made it. or have We
0: kind of. Oh, there probably is, and I've probably someone's probably tried to describe something to me before. But when people start trying to describe equipment, I just tune out because I already know what my answer is going to be. Yeah. And especially when they show me a photo, it's usually the photo that I look at and not have no idea what it's called. But because that's all my eye goes to. Yeah. But if if it's there to try and help. Yeah. Or put your baby into a position that they cannot get into themselves. Yeah. Ie, if your child is 4 months of age, they should not be anywhere but their belly or their back yep. uh, on the floor. Yeah. Or on you. Yeah. Any alternative like that. They should not be trying to do anything greater than that. Okay. So if a piece of equipment does that, then it's not right.
1: Yeah. And so nothing that is about convenience for the parent. It's not about the parent. This is about the baby.
0: Yeah. Anything that you feel like it's going to make convenient for you yeah. now yeah. is going to make it extremely inconvenient for you in other ways later.
1: And it's a short period of your life. Just wait life. a couple
0: of months and then they'll yeah. be able to do it. You just got to have some patience and allow your kid to be robust and resilient enough to be able to learn how to do it in the first place. Yeah, It's going to make your life so much easier on the other end.
1: And we'll talk about the equipment when it comes to feeding your baby more in one of our other episodes because there's quite a lot to that but yeah save your money cross it off your list if anyone gives it to you yeah give it to your enemy
0: (laughs) we'll have a bonfire yeah whatever you want to do
1: yeah but yeah just don't bother so okay anything else you want to say to finish this episode off
0: just don't worry about doing anything but the simple things yeah, okay. simple things is what helps. Think of what, what what they would do
1: back in the caveman days, back before any of this stuff existed.
0: Technology is not necessarily a good answer to your child's developmental needs. Yeah, yes, okay. we have the technology. That's great, very good. We're so smart as a human race. Well done, everybody. But yep. the fundamentals have not changed ever since we became Homo Sapien. Okay, yeah, true. You need to learn how to get up off the floor by yourself, yep. not with some piece of equipment. So, there is enough stimulus in a child's life every day to motivate them to want to move and get up and do yep. whatever they need to do. You don't need to add these artificial stimuli, which is just going to ramp up their sympathetic nervous system to then be able to try and generate a movement pattern that's probably poor and then you're going to pay for it later. True. I could continue to rant, but there's no point. True. Just don't buy anything. <laughs> Save <laughs> your start.
1: money. Save your money on equipment. Save your money on physio intervention later on. Okay, good. So in summary, Simon hates equipment. Don't do it. Don't get it. I had none and I got through. If you
0: want to put me through my retirement, go for your life and (laughs) buy your kids equipment and then you can call me up and I'll try and help later on and it'll be a lifelong partnership. That's fine. You can do that if you want. Yeah. But if you want to keep your own money, I would suggest one, not buy equipment in the first place and you won't have to outlay any cash later on in life.
1: Yeah. And I'm living proof that it can be done. Because I did it with two babies and although a little frustrating at the beginning, I didn't know any different though, but other friends put their babies in this, that and the other and and made things so much easier for them. But I did it and in the end definitely paid off and it's, it's fine. So the problem
0: with equipment is that, again, the 60 to 70% of kids will be able to deal with it no matter what. They won't have any repercussions because their system's robust enough. But if you put these kids in these pieces of equipment for long enough, it can override these things. So instead of having Uh, 60 to 70% of kids that are developing normally without any intervention, you're starting to get 50 or 40. And so it's almost half the population that's forgotten how to develop their own movement patterns, which is just... A goldmine for any allied healthcare, but horrible for the development of your child and every other child that's out there. Yeah. So the less time we can spend in any of these things, the better for any society and any economic burden that comes or has anything to do with health. So just don't do it.
1: And a side note, it's really limiting our athletic ability.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's more jobs for strength conditioning coaches or movement specialists or whatever later on. Yep. Um, if you want to do them out of a job, then just don't buy this stuff.
1: <laughs> All right, I think we've got the point there. Okay, that's the end of this episode on equipment. Moral of the story, don't buy any. That'll do for this one and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling more than fine.